Welcome to the Career Expresso podcast. I'm Amanda, career and leadership coach and founder of Amanda Owen Me and Consulting. It's my mission to help women navigate the workplace with clarity and confidence so they can get the careers they truly deserve. In each weekly episode, I'll be sharing actionable tools and strategies to help you be more successful and tackle some of those tough workplace topics. Whether you're early on in your career, returning from a break or stepping into your first leadership role, I'm here to help you take control of your career. Quite simply, it's work and careers done your way in the same time it takes to drink your morning coffee. Let's jump right in and get to work on the career you know you deserve. Welcome to episode eight of Career Expresso. Today, I'm looking at how it can be all too easy to stand in your own way when it comes to getting the career you know you deserve. Have you ever found yourself working towards that important goal only to fail because you did something that tripped you up? Or maybe you feel stressed and anxious when you're trying to achieve something that you know really matters to you. These are all signs of self-sabotage, which over time can erode your self-confidence and ultimately harm your career progress. With every failed attempt to do the very thing that you need and want to do, you almost prove to yourself that you can't or shouldn't do it. Fortunately, you can work on escaping this self-sabotaging behaviour. So today I want to look at why it happens and how you can begin tackling it. So what is self-sabotage? Sabotage is the act of destroying or undermining something. And when we talk about self-sabotage, it's used to describe destructive behaviour that's directed at you. Initially, you may not even notice that you're actually doing it. There's plenty of science behind self-sabotage. Part of the problem is that on a neurological level, we struggle to differentiate between that life or death type fear from making a big presentation at work type fear. Brain's emotion processor responds to fear by sending distress signals, which then trigger the release of stress hormones, prompting you to enter that fight or flight mode. So what does self-sabotage actually look like? You might forget a deadline or fail to prepare for an important meeting. You may procrastinate, repeatedly putting off something important and urgent that you need to do. Maybe you start lots of projects, but you never quite get around to finishing them. The skill and will are there in abundance, but you just can't seem to make progress. My fear often manifests itself as procrastination. The bigger and scarier the deadline, the more I turn to a box set binge. And then I hate myself for it when I'm rushing to meet those deadlines at the last minute. Putting something off until that last moment means that if it doesn't go well, I could always say, oh, you know, I didn't try that hard anyway. Yes, I was avoiding the potential pain of failure. Ultimately, I was also damaging my chances of success. Self-sabotage for some people is motivated by that fear of failure. For others, it can actually be a fear of success, a refusal to acknowledge your own victories. You achieve something absolutely brilliant at work, like getting that promotion that seemed to be out of reach. But right away, you get that news and afterwards, you tell yourself it was probably a fluke and that you didn't deserve to get the job after all. Then you swear to work twice as hard as everybody else to prove everyone around you that they're wrong. So. On the face of it, this might seem more productive, but failing to enjoy your hard-won successes is just self-sabotage in disguise. The outcome is just the same, screwing up your development in the long term. And if it feels for a moment like there's something else going on here, something much bigger than just your inbuilt fear system, you'd be spot on. As a society, we're much more concerned with self-image than ever before. And why wouldn't we be? 
when our lives, or at least a filtered version of them, are out there for so many people to see. It can be all too easy to fall into a wormhole of other people's successes and how their lives look great and wind up feeling worse than we did before. Comparing yourself to others doesn't just rob you of joy, it can also stunt your career progress. So, how do we start breaking this self-sabotage patterns, what we see? Here's the thing. Don't expect to go from naught to 100 overnight. Start where you are and make consistent progress. So how do you start breaking self-sabotage patterns? Here's the thing. Don't expect to go from naught to 100 overnight. Start where you are and make consistent progress. It's about forming new habits and showing up on a regular basis. So to start with, you want to recognize those gremlins. You need to recognize your own self-sabotaging behaviors. Start by thinking about goals that maybe you've had for a long time, but you've never got around to accomplishing. Are there areas where you're putting off making a big decision? Are you suffering from a lack of motivation, even when something feels really important and really matters? It might be painful to ask yourself these questions, but it's an important action to take. Begin by tuning into the difficult situations so you can better understand what is really going on. A regular journaling practice can also be very powerful here as a way to identify those self-defeating thoughts. Start by aiming to do this every day, only for a few minutes, for a month, and then look back over your notes to spot any possible patterns. Once you pinpoint them, you can start to work on overcoming them. It's about recognising what's going on. Mentally rehearsing how you want things to be will also help you to put those plans into action. Enter visualisation. So start by spending again a few minutes every day visualising one new behaviour. And I say one because this is about small change. Don't try and do it all at once. When you're visualising, think about how doing that behaviour will feel. How will you be? How will you show up? You'll be surprised at the difference this can make in the long term. Catching that thinking or belief is really important. So practice noticing what you say to yourself when you begin to engage in those self-sabotaging behaviours. Write down all your negative self-talk, however unrealistic it might seem at the time. So for an example, you might catch yourself thinking, I'm rubbish at my job. My boss has probably reached the end of their patience with me. When you know what your negative self-talk is, ask yourself what deeper beliefs lie behind this thinking. Stop for a moment. Are those beliefs actually rational? Are they based on any clear facts or evidence? I'll leave you to come up with the answers. Really, it's about changing your behaviours, emotions and thoughts. Those things all work together. As you become aware of the self-sabotage triggers, you can start to work on challenging them again bit by bit. Challenge negative thinking with logical, positive affirmations. So affirmations, if you've not used them before, are positive phrases or statements that we often use to challenge negative or unhelpful thoughts. Practicing positive affirmations can be extremely simple. And all you need to do to start with is pick a phrase and repeat it to yourself. By definition, your affirmation will need to be personal to you if it's going to have the biggest impact. And it also needs to be specific to what you want to achieve or change. If you've never done it before, it can feel, you know, a bit hard to think of what am I going to say? So here are some examples you might want to try for inspiration. I'm bringing a positive attitude to work every day. I am excellent at what I do. I am not afraid to stand up for myself. I will be a leader in my organisation. I am proud of myself and what I do. Give those a try. 
try to then work on developing self-supporting behaviours. So when you've identified the false rationale for your self-sabotaging behaviours, you can start to work on rebuilding your self-esteem. Consider the following questions to start with. What can you say to yourself that is positive and encouraging? What options do you have? Is there more than one way to go about achieving your goal? Can you build self-confidence by setting and achieving smaller goals on your way to achieving the bigger ones? It's almost like milestones. You're doing those small things to get to that bigger goal. Then use your answers to come up with a message that inspires you to move in that positive direction. So, for example, even though I may not complete this project on time, I know that I have the resources and skills I need to get me across the finish line. When I start to tackle the project, I know I will begin to release a lot of the stress and anxiety that I've been carrying around while I've been procrastinating. And most importantly, don't give up on yourself. When you can understand the self-sabotage cycle, know that it's really common and believe that you deserve better, you've taken those first important steps. You can then practice being kind to yourself. That really matters, by the way. Being patient when you feel overwhelmed, anxious, upset or frustrated. Learn to support yourself and your career development with those positive self-talk phrases. Know that you're trying your best stronger than you give yourself credit for. You are important and you deserve better. I'd like to leave you with the very final career coaching question of this season. We can all be our own worst enemies at times, especially when we engage in that negative self-talk. But imagine for a moment if you started working on becoming your own best advocate. Imagine what it could be like to be able to put a spam filter on your brain and turn down the volume on that voice that tells you you can't do it or that you're not good enough, or that you might be rejected or fail. What if you could begin transforming all of those thoughts? What would your career start to look like? So this week, ask yourself this question. If you were going to achieve just one thing in your career during the next 12 months that would give you a huge sense of accomplishment, what would that one thing be? I'd love to know how you get on with that question. That's everything for today's episode and for the very first season of Career Expresso. A massive thank you for listening and do look out for more news on season two, which is coming your way soon. Thanks for listening to the Career Expresso podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps my show to grow, not to mention giving feedback to make future episodes more useful to you. And don't forget to share the show details with your friends and colleagues. As ever, you can reach me on Instagram, LinkedIn, by email, and at amandaroemian.com. All of the details are in the show notes. I'd love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode too. And if you want to take control of your career, and maybe you're not sure how to get started, why not subscribe to my weekly Work Your Way newsletter? It lands in your inbox every Thursday lunchtime and shares careers and workplace tips that you can implement with ease. It's also the place where I preview new learnings, resources, and everything that will help you get your career back on track. Find the sign-up link in the show notes too. See you next week for a new episode of Career Expresso. Bye for now.